leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Once Upon a Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Along with is with me is Dave and David Campbell. What's up, guys? What up, what up? What's going on? Uh, Dave, we missed you last week. Where are you, where are you at? Are you sick? COVID? You good? Yeah, man. Something like that. Got hit by a little sickness, uh, but I'm back in action. Not COVID. Three times tested <laughs> negative. Not COVID this time. There Been there, done that. Got my bag. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm You're back good in action. Meds are kicking in. I'm feeling it. Let's go. Dave, week one nice. literally starts today or tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, because we're live on Facebook and we're live on Twitter. But we're also coming out. Oh, tomorrow. we're live? Oh, yeah, we're live. I didn't oh, tell you all. I just wanted you guys to be natural. Thanks. I was going to wow. pick my nose. So I'm glad you like told me that. So thank you. I literally said we're going live tonight. <laughs> anyway, we got our week one uh, starts and sits. We both have one start, one sit. Um, pretty simple. And then halfway through the show, we will have our DFS expert Finn back on. And um, no, John, I don't collect any shark teeth. So <laughs> there you go. But where where do you even get them? That's so cool. You probably get them at the beach. Uh, <laughs> you, could probably, you could probably make necklaces out of them. You could probably make. That's uh, insane. They just wash ice. up. Yeah, wow. so, sometimes they do. Are they sharp? I heard they're they're pretty sharp. That's pretty cool. Sharp. Not sharper than her. Not Great sharper question. than her stuff. Hey, uh, breaking Great news from John. Breaking news. We just heard this about three hours ago. Austin Eckler is not practicing. What is going on, my guys? That's no, not I good. I'm going to just go ahead and start this victory lap. I love how Dave's like, what? What? I didn't get this news at all. My sleep oh, no. wasn't on. Trust me. I saw it. I saw it. Trust me. Little tight hammy, huh? Little tight hamstring there for the uh, little guy. This guy can't catch never a break. A good start. I keep on telling myself, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. But in the end, if this guy misses time, man. What do you do? Who do you Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly? These guys are terrible. Yeah, I mean, what what did we see last year? We saw random people pop up and be really good. Like uh, what tr- tr- was Tremaine Pope one? Kalen Balaj. Kalen Balaj was one. Pope was one. Yeah, That's it's nasty. just I I don't know. I'm not a fan. I I doubt people have Justin Jackson sitting on their bench. Uh, I I don't know. That's a I would prefer not to have Eckler and not worry about it. That's that was my that'd be my prefer, my preferred plan. That would be my preferred plan too. But <laughs> I obviously own him in too many stupid leagues. Uh, yeah, I love how Dave's just smiling. Like, yeah, I love when people get hurt. Like, uh, yeah, I'm a dirt bag. Look I, at him. All I know is I have him in zero leagues, so it's just not going to affect me at all. <laughs> One bit. Do you know how many teams there are that have Dobbins, Acres, you know, and who who else has got hurt? Um, yeah, he I don't talk about it. <laughs> Davy, Davy has two I of those ETN. guys. 
Yeah, it sucks. I know. So. Akers and Dobbins, man. I don't know. I, I blame myself. Yeah, I give up on that league already. I, I blame myself because I walked around gloating. Not gloating. I don't victory lap, but I didn't own Akers because ADP was too high. I didn't. I didn't roster ETN because his coach is an idiot, and I didn't roster a- uh, who's the other guy Dobbins because Lamar. Like I just avoided all three of those. But Eckler's my love, so it is what it mm-hmm. is. I love the guy too, but man, he's starting to feel like all our arguments about him not being injury prone are uh, becoming to be a false story. Good old Jan Sport. Poor, this is John. This is why you do your own fucking research. And you don't let Josh draft your teams for you. I drafted him a good team. I drafted him a good team. No, no. You know what you did? You literally tried to pick off my players one by one. So, fuck you. That's what you get. Sounds like some karma. Some sniping karma coming out. Is this the attitude, Dave? You've you've been giving me attitude for like two weeks. I thought it was because I left you. I got a new job. I thought it's because we don't talk to on the phone anymore, but no, it's All because I was stealing your pa- players and giving them a chance. Yeah, that's where it started. That's what it started <laughs> with. So. Anyway, are you guys ready to get to our starts and sits of the week? Clearly, somebody's eating candy, and if yes. I did that, I'd be getting chewed out right <laughs> yes, now. So. Not me. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely this guy. And this guy's over here bag. sucking on some laws and just like a little creep. <laughs> Let's with get the slick back with the slick back hair yeah. like that. Gotta be like Ted Ted DiBiase. Like <laughs> the hair, look, guys. <laughs> the hair looks good. It's blonde. It's what got, a shit show. It's got blonde tips, right? The hair looks good. Okay, yeah, that's that's one according, opinion. Yeah, I was gonna say according to you and nobody else. <laughs> uh, there's that's a couple a, people that like the long hot hair. Take. We we know you like hot takes, but that's a ooh. <laughs> spicy. Oh, got it. <laughs> Give me a start, said Dave. Start. Uh, Give me a start. I don't even know who. Um. Oh, start. Okay. Start. Jalen Hurts. Woo! That's all you need to know. He's playing Atlanta. Uh, when they when he played last year, it was only a few games. But when he played and actually finished, and they didn't bench him like in that last week seventeen game, where they were clearly trying to tank. Uh, he was what I think a top top three or four quarterback. Yep. I expect him to ball out this week. Atlanta's never had a good defense. They have like one good defensive player. It's Grady Jarrett, and that's it. And uh, I think he's going to rush for some yards. I think he's going to throw a couple touchdowns, and I think he's an automatic start. No, I can't disagree with you there. So, with him starting, is he going to more run the ball, or can we trust a Rager or a Devontae Smith in this offense? Yeah, that's what I, I don't trust nobody. It could be a whole, like, some Goddard here, some Ertz there, some Smith here, some Rager there. Some running, yeah. but you put it all together for him. I mean, I, I would probably start Devontae. I have actually, eh, I have him in the league. And I'm not starting him because I'm kind of deep, but that's up to you to decide. I'm just telling you start Hurts. You start whoever else you want on that team, but I'm starting Hurts. Look, week one is super simple. I mean, we all know you start your studs. You draft. You just drafted a team. You shouldn't already be making these tough decisions, but I can see where if you draft quarterbacks late where you get Hurts late or, you know, Joe Burrow. That's the situation we're talking about. I think all of our start sits are fringe guys, right? Yeah. So, Davey, give me your fringe start of the week. My fringe start is Mr. Raheem Mostert. Come on, man. There's three major reasons. There's never better time to start this guy. Number one, he should never be healthier than he is right now, right? Mostert's one of those guys that we just kind of expect to get injured from year to year. Last year, only played eight games. So you have to take advantage of the times he is healthy, which is right now. Uh, number two, his role should never be bigger 
We all expect Sermon to eat in the carries as the season goes on, but Sermon is a rookie making his first NFL start this week, and you would expect his workload would never be smaller, meaning Mostert's would never be bigger, right? Number three, Mostert gets the Lions run defense, ranked the worst in the league in 2020. Doesn't look like it's any better. They allowed 30 fantasy points against to running backs on average last year. That's insane. It's the Lions. Captain underwhelming Jared Goff on a new team should produce a game plan where the Lions, where the <clears throat> Lions are behind and the Niners get up early and run often. So I am firing up Raheem Mostert. I'm also firing up Raheem Mostert because my other two running backs are Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. I love Mostert, man. Mostert here is awesome. He's always yeah. been my guy. He's, like you say, he's never going to be healthier. There you go. Fire him up, dude. Do it. All right, my now start of the week. My start of the week. Guys, it's pretty simple, right? Uh, Jerry Judy is playing the New York Giants. you got to start Judy in every single situation you have. I know you drafted him in that 6th, 7th, 8th round area, but Teddy Two Gloves is starting Teddy Two Gloves is going to find the open receiver. Jerry Judy gets extremely, extremely big-time separation. Like, I can't explain the separation. And Teddy Bridgewater finds the open guy. That's why he found DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel back in Carolina. So all you people worried about Teddy and not moving the ball and not getting the ball down the field, that's false. That's totally false narratives. DJ Moore had, like, the fifth most air yards in the in the world last year. He's going to be fine. So Jerry Judy, big game, eight catches. 90-something yards and two tutties. Two tutties. Two tutties. Fifth most air yards in the world, bro. Man, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to look up some arena arena football, Canadian football leagues, and there's just double-check no, that stat. There's no world where, he, where anyone got more air yards except for the four guys in the NFL. All right? You're fine. I don't know. I'm I'm a Giants fan, but uh, Judy scares me a little bit this week. Depends on who's covering him because well, yeah, James but, Bradbury, Bradbury, you're not going to catch a ball on James Bradbury. Well, aren't they having problems with injury? Like, uh, isn't uh, who's yeah, Adoree Jackson? Adore, Adore, yeah, Adore Jackson's banged up. Yeah, he's so. already banged up. So Sutton's gonna get the big guy. I really do think Sutton's gonna. Is this still number one there? That's when Judy's just gonna feast, man. Yeah, Adore is still questionable, so we'll see. Not good news. Not good news at all. Dave, give me your set of the week. Real quick, I gotta ask Davey, Does AT and T pay well? Or yeah. <laughs> They uh, <laughs> it's good hours, decent benefits. <laughs> I get uh paid time off. I get uh two weeks vacation uh every six months. It's nice, and they provide they provide the the dockers and the New Balances. So it's it's a win, oh, it's, it. a win, win. Right. it's a win win. It's a win win. I'm just you know what I've been I've been thinking about getting a new job. So I was curious if, if you would yeah, recommend this. And look, look at this. Thumbs down. Look at look how cool it is. Thumbs down. This is state state of the art technology. Revolutionary. <laughs> they have they it. provide you with all the equipment. If they have a better design for a headset, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I look this looks like what InSync went on stage with like twenty years ago. <laughs> have to be amazed. Have yeah. to be amazed. <laughs> Doing it, baby. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, I love you guys. All right. <laughs> Um, my sit is Jamar Chase. Um, he's been dropping the ball quite a bit. In case you haven't been paying attention this off season, the preseason, he's playing the Vikings, which last year their defense was terrible. I saw someone say the Vikings defense is like actually gonna be good, and I'm like, yeah, it is. You know why? Because last year they were literally starting four string like walk on guys that work at grocery stores right now, probably 
Uh, they had so many injuries, it was ridiculous. <clears throat> you have a whole new defensive line. The linebackers are back. They got, you know, they signed Breland in free agency. They got McKenzie Alexander in free agency. They have a whole new defense, basically. Mike Zimmer knows how to how to coach defense. I think the defense is going to be a lot better. Um, and I just think – I think I like Chase. I love, actually love Chase. I just want to wait a week, wait a week or two or three, and see how he does before I want to throw him out there. I mean, there may be a, a situation where you have to play him this week, and that's fine. But I would try not to start him unless I absolutely had to right now. <clears throat> yeah, I have him in my main home league, and I'm kind of scared to start him this week. All the drops – uh, he hasn't played a game in what a year and eight months. I feel like like it that last championship game that was that's forever ago. Uh, I definitely want to wait and see on Chase. I'm in the same boat. Unless Chase makes some giant splash play where he gets a 60 yard touchdown, he's not outscoring T Higgins or not even Tyler Boyd this Sunday. There's no way. I don't think they're gonna let Chase, you know, run wild. Higgins is a stud. Boyd's a very good veteran. Like he's gonna be okay. So why? Uh, if you haven't played a game, like you said, in a year and a half, I, I don't yeah. trust Chase right now. I have to see it happen. Although yeah, I have high hopes for him, high hopes. But I don't think he's going to be that rookie wide receiver one we all thought he was. I keep shuffling around my flex. Like, I just can't figure it out. The DeAndre Swift thing has me freaked out. I don't know. Is he going to get a full workload? Is, what's going to God, start him? Start him. Yep. Well, I mean, I'll wait, till, yeah. I'll wait till Sunday afternoon when it's like noon and they're like, You'll see Adam Schefter on ESPN. Yeah, uh, I was about to say Taylor Swift. DeAndre Swift. <laughs> DeAndre Swift. Taylor Swift looks get, great you know, out there. Yeah. yeah. She gets you know, 75% of the touches. Then you'll be like, ah, oh, sweet. But I have him in, I think, only like one league. I'm planning on starting him unless something bad comes out. I mean, if he's going to play, you got to figure yeah. he's going to he's gonna be ready to go. So we'll see. Yeah. And and I, as the most of speech said, I expect the Lions to be behind early. Like yeah. if he could just catch like six, get six or seven targets, like you're There's already, chance you're already, yeah, yeah, you're already good to go at that point. So <clears throat> we'll see. All right, Dave, you ready for your sit of the week? My sit, and you, you were talking about fringe players. I don't know if this is basically your fringe player because I'm going I with David with Montgomery, guy, man. <laughs> I'm going with David <laughs> Montgomery, and I get it. You probably drafted this guy in the third round, and you probably don't have many better options at running back. And there aren't many running backs guaranteed to touch the ball in any given week more than this Bears workhorse back. But I can see recency bias has blinded a lot of owners after Monty went off that final stretch of games last year, maybe even helping you win a fantasy championship along the way. But it's time to take off those blinders because there's no cupcake defense for him this week as he steps into Aaron Donald's house where the the Rams allowed the fifth least fantasy points per game to running backs last year with 17. Montgomery is set up for nothing but disappointment this week. Look out. Caution. Buyer beware. David Montgomery could have a bad week. I mean, I know Dave's totally against this one. I'm I'm all for this one. Uh, I know you draft him as your running back too, but doesn't mean you got to play him. You have, you might have a better option. You might like you could have got Mike Davis. Lamb. I have a hard time believing that you have two better options. But if you do, okay, like I get it. I just have a hard time believing at such a thin position. Like you say, he's gonna get the touches. What if he all he needs is a touchdown and you know, 60 yards, and you're like, okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, but, I mean, I get it. Like, Donald's a beast. The Rams are a beast. So, it's – it's. I get it. It's fine. I mean, you looked at – we talked about it. The games before that six-game um, run where he went crazy and bazooka, he was this average. So, if he's this average, he gets you eight points. Is that really winning, winning you the week? No, dude. Figure it out. No, I know. I get it. All right. My set of the week is a 
used to be a stud. He used to run smooth routes, but it's Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, on the flip side, is playing the Denver Broncos. They have a crazy good defensive secondary, so I don't, already don't like that. You mix that in with Daniel Jones, who can't find anyone open, who can't hit nobody, and you throw that again with the mixed up of Darius Slayton's, the Shepherds, the Evan Ingram, you know, Saquon Barkley. There's too many Kadarius Tony, too many things going on, and I don't want to be stuck starting Kenny Galladay week one, not knowing what you're going to get. Is this, is he okay with his injury? Is he okay with? Does he have a connection with Daniel Jones? Are they going to mesh? I I just don't want to touch that situation. Kenny Galladay has been driving. His ADP has been going down, down, down. So I'm just sticking yeah. with Kenny Galladay week one. <clears throat> yeah, I even as a Giants fan, I'm scared of what's going to happen with Kenny Galladay. Of course, I'm hopeful, but uh, that offensive line is trash. The offense runs through Saquon. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it scares me. I'm kind of excited to see Galladay. I feel like he might be surprised, but we'll see. <laughs> I like that attitude, Dave. Let's go with that. Cut out everything I said and just run with <laughs> that, what Dave said right there. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, we got a comment that says, uh, "Isn't Galladay hurt too?" What is that? If he yeah, is, yeah, but I thought he was supposed to be playing. That's they. That's why they held him out for the preseason. I guess we'll find out. Obviously, as it gets closer. Um, but as, as far as I know, he's supposed to be playing. Yeah, he's been he's been uh, limited, but it, they say yeah. he's going to play. Look, guys, I'm still very upset with Dave Campbell. He got me on this one. I traded him. Deontay Johnson, straight up for Kenny Galladay. As soon as like the season ended last year, I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with this trade. Kenny Galladay, Stafford, and him, they're gonna light it up. I got, I got totally worked on that trade. Got you. Listen, All right. I was ahead of the curve. That's what you got to be. Yeah. And those are the those are the kind of mastermind trades you can expect Dave to dish out. As the year goes on, so follow send your, along. Send follow your trade along, offers yeah. to me. Follow along. Tweet your trade offers to Dave and let the man do his job. Let Listen, him let him work. Me, send me the team you're looking at, and send me your team, and I'll I'll orchestrate a trade for you to send over. <laughs> we have our oh. own personal trade calculator. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. like there the episode go. of Family Guy where <laughs> Peter pulled out the kid and put him on the thing and made him do math. You remember that episode? I did not see that episode. <laughs> Dave knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what Maybe. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm usually hey, up. I think I know what you're Yeah, that. he's like, "Where's your calculator?" And he brings out his son. He puts him on the desk and he makes him do math. And I'm not gonna say the joke because I don't feel like getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew what I would say, because I'm not scared, but I don't. <laughs> now I want to look it up. <laughs> you really, you really don't know. Okay, look. Before we get, I on don't the, remember it. No, I don't watch that show. No, no, no. Before we, we get to Finn, our episode. DFS expert, we have three questions lined up, ready to go. Start state questions, real quick. You know, go fast, fast, fast. At Buddha three nine one five ask, who's getting the rushing points for the Ravens? Dave, I know you answered this on Twitter, but do it out loud. Gus Bus, Gus Bus is the man. It's pretty simple, right? In the more. I yeah. I think he was. I don't trust nobody else in that offense yet. I think he was no. really worried, wanting to talk to you about Le'Veon Bell and Tyson. Which one do you think is going to get the carries? Obviously, I think it's going to be Tyson. I mean, I guess yeah. Like Bell's not even on the active roster yet, and I doubt that they bring him up this week. So yeah, I yeah. agree with that too. I think this is the probably the best week to start Gus Bus. You should feel the most way, confident about Gus Bus this week. If you went out and you ran to the waiver wire and picked up Le'Veon Bell, just quit fantasy football. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't do that. Stop. Like <laughs> he's not. He's gonna. Get, if you have to start him, your team is done. So just know that now. <laughs> but don't, don't don't you you wasted a pickup on him. Go find someone else to put on your team. It's the, the same right. people who went and uh, picked. 
picked up or spent all their money on Devonta Freeman last year when he got signed by the Giants. Oh my, yes, exactly. Wow. Like, what do you, the guys I saw toast. drafting Gurley in the offseason, waiting for him to get signed. Like even if he signs, he's worthless. Tebow was he's the worst. Stopped. Tebow was the worst yeah. draft pick ever, oh, ever in the history too. of the world. Like, come on, guys. The history like, of the world. Smarter. I know these guys yeah. have no value. Not even their name value has trade value. Like they're just stop. Yeah. Go find someone else. All they're right. like. Almost like the AJ Greens of running backs at this point. Like he's just toast. Ooh, dude. That's a good one. I saw someone draft AJ Green this weekend, and it was disgusting. It was disgusting. Yeah. All right, Chris Girardi asked right, Tannehill versus Arizona or Hertz versus Atlanta. Dave, we already know your answer. Wow, that's a that's a great yeah. That's a great Tannehill question. Tannehill versus who? Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, I, I would go with Hertz for Dang, sure. Obviously, it gets worse for Chris Girardi. He picked up Le'Veon. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, but I wasn't going to call him out. Thanks a lot, John Allport. Yeah, I, I go, uh, I go Hertz over Tanhill too, just because that the rushing upside is just. I know Tanhill can run it into he he'll run a touchdown in every now and then, but uh, the rushing upside is too high for Hertz. It, it right depends. Now. It, to me, it depends Tannehill. on the rest of your squad. If you just need solid twenty points, eighteen points, start Tanhill. If you want to risk it and get that forty pointer, then. Go hurt. Oh, so go boring like Josh said. Yeah, stop being, stop being stop being a puss and risk it for the biscuit, baby. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. Stop. Go ahead. David Next. Paul on Facebook ask Antonio Brown or Miles Gaskin? Ooh. I'm going to go Gaskin because running backs traditionally, you know, he's going to get more targets. I mean, touches. And uh, there's just so many guys in, in Tampa. I mean, I do like Brown, but I'd rather the guy that's going to probably get you 18 or 20 touchdowns, maybe more, touches, maybe more than AB, who might get two targets or i mean yeah he could get 10 who knows there's just a lot more like uh, yeah there's a lot risky all right same person in a different league though has a similar situation antonio brown or tyler boyd they're both the third running or receiver there maybe both in a big old offense i'll risk antonio brown there okay yeah antonio brown there i like it i like antonio brown there yeah well have we heard news on godwin i saw he actually no he's gonna play Antonio play. Brown's actually, I heard he wasn't even practicing yesterday. So that's what you got to watch for. Yeah, that could be big. So I, I mean, would just rather play the safe. <sighs> Ooh, Godwin is hurt. One. No way. No, Godwin's playing. He's already cleared. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not a big surprise that he's already hurt. Don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. All right, that's enough for the questions. We're going to bring in our DFS expert, Finn, uh, right now, actually. Sorry to catch you off guard, man. What's going on, Finn? I'm here. I'm ready. What's up, guys? How are you? It's a four way. I like it. It's the best <laughs> we don't. Dude. We usually we don't get four ways. We barely get you know doubles. We're usually soloing out. Finn Finn's camera and his background just makes us look so amateur. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought for sure when he came on earlier. I thought for sure it was a green screen, like, and it was just like a great call. I was like, damn, that looks good. And then he's like. You saw my New York Giants how, my, Michael Strahan helmet back here, right? And I was like, oh, shit, that's not a green screen. Like, I, that's actually is real. It's yeah. all my wife. It's yeah, all my that's, wife. That's nice. That's nice work. Lighting, everything looks great. Everything does it's, look uh, great. Yeah, I wish I could take credit for it. It is 0% me. <laughs> I, I did the football helmets, and that was really – that's it. Other than that, my wife was like – I even had to, like, try and sell her on that, even though this is my office and I'm the only one ever in, is ever in here. So, I <laughs> – yeah, I'm gonna act like a real man and say this was all me, and you know, I I, 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 I put my foot down, but it's really not the case. All right, so we are here to build a FanDuel lineup. Um, Dave, I have mine. Davey, do you have one of yours? Uh, I do not. I, I'm 
I'm trying to get back into FanDuel. I uh, I probably have like three accounts because they do that free twenty dollars sign up thing, you know. And <laughs> I feel like I've done. I feel like I've hit zero and started over like at least three times. So I need as much as Finn's help this year as I can get. That's for sure. That's the one thing you're gonna learn about us is we are low stakes, very low stakes, like fifty dollars a week. Forty. No, I'm whatever. going high stakes. Finn's gonna help me win a million dollars. I feel it. I'm a cash game guy. Come on. Uh, we're, we're, we're gonna Rome wasn't built in the day. Hey, listen, I'll do whatever I gotta do. I'm a grinder. <laughs> You're a grinder. <laughs> All right, All so right anyway. Josh, tell us your team. Well, <clears throat> what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through each position and actually break it down. And Ben's gonna tell us if it's a good move, bad move, if we should fix the move, or how you know to improve ourselves. Well, why don't we do this? Because this is how about we do <clears throat> this is what I do, how I would build my lineup. You tell me if this is. A good idea, a bad idea, a terrible idea, a decent idea. Does that sound like a decent plan? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, like, like when I'm going to, like, build a lineup, obviously I'm not a pro. I feel like I'm not the only one that does this. I feel like this is smart. What I'll do is I'll look defense first because everyone knows they're worthless. So, <laughs> I'll say, <laughs> which I'm sure they have value, but I'm just too stupid to realize it. So, I'll say, oh, let me look for, like, a good value here. The Vikings are playing the Bengals. The offense is good. Jaguars, no. <laughs> Washington. I like Washington. I like Washington football team. But so that's how I'll, I'll do it. Then I'll say, let me say, oh, you know what? Let's go Pittsburgh. Let's say Pittsburgh for $3,600. And then I'll say, let me go quarterback. I always look, and I, again, tell me if I'm wrong or I'm sure I am wrong. I'll look for like the, the best values on every like position and then see if I can find someone that I really like. And so I'm going to uh, stop the money for, for like the stop right away later. real quick. Defense is okay. usually like the last thing I look at. For me, I'm trying to fit as many okay. studs in my lineup as possible and then figure out what defense, and oftentimes it's a very cheap defense. You're very rarely going to see me play a super high like dollar defense. You know, Yeah. Because at that point, if I'm going to spend $3,600 on the Steelers, I'd rather save the $600 because it, it sounds crazy that on a $60,000 salary cap, $600 matters. You're going to be having decisions where like a hundred dollars matters, and you're like, "What the heck? How can I not fit this player in there?" So uh, for me, defense is actually the last thing I look at. I'm like, "Let me make sure I get all the other guys I want," and then okay. uh, you know, if I have extra money, I'll maybe I'll pay up a defense. But odds are, I'm probably going very cheap at defense. Which we talked pre-show. I'm going very cheap at defense this week. Okay, I like it. So so the rest of my team, what I would do. So basically, that's what I do. Is I'll look for. Is there anybody that I like at a value at that position? And then I'll fill in the rest. So do you ever do that? Or you just go straight to this? I want this guy, this guy, this guy, and then I'll fill in around it. So um, I do similar, but I do it in a different way. Um, the way I do that is I actually look, try and look at ownership percentages and like projected ownership percentages. Odds are if someone has a super high ownership, it's because they're a value, right? So like if there is a value on the slate, that person will have a super high ownership. So instead of me trying to objectively figure out, hey, who do I think is a good value? Let me just chase what everyone else is doing. If they're projected to be super high owned, there's a reason. Let me figure out what that reason is. And if it's because they're a value, all right, let me dig in, make sure I agree with that value. Like we talked about, I heard you guys talk about Eckler earlier, right? Eckler's out, Justin Jackson. We'll see, because I can fit in a lot this week where I don't necessarily know if I need that salary savings. Um, but there are going to be weeks where like, yeah, that salary savings is going to be essential and you're going to want to play that value. So 
I would, I would just think of it differently. Look at ownership percentages, figure out who's going to be super highly owned and then figure out, okay, some of these guys make a lot of sense because they're super, you know, it's Christian McCaffrey week, right? Everyone knows if it's a Christian McCaffrey week, just play Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but you're see some guys you're like, why the heck is that guy super high owned? And then you're going to start to dig in. Oh, okay. They're actually a really good value for their salary. So similar thought, just a slightly different process. Okay. Yeah. I, I always get like a little, Conf- not really confused, but I, I guess I get a little caught up on wanting to go with those big ownerships while at the same time trying to find one or two of my own players to kind of stick out and be different to get that advantage. Yeah, we talked about that last week about, you know, we, we joke about eating the chalk because um, you think about your upside downs, right? That's why I try and think about what's my upside here, what's my downside. If I have a guy who's 50 plus percent owned, which, you know, in, in weeks there are that, that happens. If that person goes off, Mm-hmm. Great, right? Like I'm going off of 50% of the people. Uh, you know, there's not a huge upside, but there's not a huge downside there. Now, on the flip side, if I try and fade that chalk and that person goes off, then I'm screwed. Now I need the rest of my lineup to really hammer, or else I'm at a disadvantage to what everyone else is doing. Because again, we talked about this last week. If you're playing a 50 50 double up, you don't need to be, if you're in first place or if it's a 100 person double up, if you're in first place or 50th place, you make the same amount of money. So, you know, you know, I remember the old like SAT score, right? Where it's like, uh, you know, I got an 1100, but I only needed a, a 1050 to get into college. Well, then you studied 50 points too hard. <laughs> and, and like the same yeah. kind of thing. It's like, oh, cool. I scored 200 points this week, but the cash line was 130. Well, you took on 70 points too much, you know, risk uh, inside that, uh, that lineup build. All right. All right. So are we ready to actually build this roster, guys? Do you have your Fandals lined up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on this page. I'm just looking around. All right, cool. You go ahead. Go ahead. I will go. I will go first. So I, with the way I do it is I start with quarterback. And I know you're supposed to find your studs, but I feel like with quarterback, that's the hardest position for me to evaluate to for me to find out the good value. So I went Jalen Hurts at 7600 because I think I was like, just looking at Hurts too. Yeah, he could easily double it. I'm looking at the guys below. I'm like, oh, Matt Ryan, 7,300. Kirk Cousins, 7,200. They're just kind of average guys. There's not really much upside there. You're, they're going to get those 14, 15 points. I want more than that. Uh, Hurts gives me that upside of that. Justin Herbert, if he wasn't playing Washington, I like that value for him. But um, tell me, Finn, am I right? Wrong? Is that a good play? Yeah, so it, it's a good play. He was definitely my player pool this week. He wasn't my first choice. He's probably like my second or third, depending on the lineup build. Um, you, you remember we talked last week on FanDuel, it's four points for a passing touchdown. So we want that upside with the legs, both from a t- from a uh, touchdown and you know the, the rushing upside. So yeah, I mean it, it'll become no surprise. My top three quarterbacks this week in order are going to be Josh Allen, um, Jalen Hurts, and Kyler Murray. You know, all three guys with touchdown equity with the legs and rushing upside. So, yeah, I mean, Hertz was definitely in my player pool. If I needed to find some savings elsewhere, um, you know, if I wanted to be like uh, Viking Dave and, and pay up a little bit of defense, maybe I would drop down. But, you know, Josh Allen's my number one. I could fit him in. Um, but, no, your thought process is, is correct. And, again, you know, we talk about that, the, the rushing upside for DFS, it, it's a real thing. Um, so you hit the nail on the head. Guys like Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, they're great. I mean, they're, they're not they're good real-life football players. They're going to put up stats. But in a four-point-per-passing touchdown, um, it, it, you, I'd rather pay up a couple hundred bucks more and, you know, eat the savings somewhere else. I could see Trevor Lawrence at 6,800 giving you that sneaky 35-yard, you know, rushing yards and 
the upside, but I want to see him play first. Like, what do you What do you feel like on rookies playing week one? Do you ever play those guys? I I have one in my lineup right now, which we talked about pre-show. Um, but again, like we're trying to pre- we're trying to predict uh, touches. Like that's the only thing we can really predict because. You know, it, I, I was joking. You think about like a New England running back, right? They might be in a smash spot, but if they fumble the ball in the first play, Belichick's going to pull them out and they're done. So projecting usage there is almost impossible. So I want to try and project usage where I can. I, I agree, actually. Trevor Lawrence was in my initial player pool. I pulled him not so much because of my concerns with Trevor Lawrence, more my concerns with uh, Urban Meyer, honestly. I just have no idea if he's going to use this guy to his like fullest capability. And to your point, we talked about last week, I'm not going to play my normal like volume this week because DFS is heavily uh, statistical, just statistic driven, and there's not a lot of stats out there, especially for a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Like we kind of know Josh Allen, we know he's basically the goal line back. He's going to throw the ball until his arm falls off. Um, I feel more comfortable about projecting him than I do someone like Trevor Lawrence, where there's a lot of question marks around the scheme, and you know it's a juicy matchup. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Trevor Lawrence would be in my tournament pool, not in my cash game pool. I'm willing to take that upside in the tournaments, not in the cash game. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, now we're going to move on to running backs. I got James Robinson at 5,900, and I got Raheem Mostert at Detroit for 6,100. Uh, I just thought I want cheap running backs that have great matchups. Mostert has that great matchup against Detroit. They're going to run the ball down their throats. That's what that's what San Francisco does. And James Robinson, because he is so cheap, because he was not supposed to be the starter, you're supposed to split times with ETN. Now ETN's out of there. There's no one there to compete with him against a terrible Houston defense. You know, th- so that's, that was my mm-hmm. pro- thought process. Hey, I agree. Anyone else in anyone's player pool? I'm just curious before I, uh, you know, kind of go through and, and give my thoughts. I'm trying here. to look right now because I have I, I guess I should have done this for earlier. Um, who did you say? Mostert and who? Mostert, Mostert and uh, James Robinson. Yeah. I, I like, like him guys. too. You know who else I kind of like? Gaskin. I don't know why, but I like him. And nobody stands out to me, to be honest. Yeah, so for me, um, James Robinson, first running back I clicked. Uh, You guys are correct in that, uh, yeah, I mean, he just wasn't priced like the starter when the pricing came out. And ETN goes out. He's great matchup. We know what James Robinson is capable of. You know, I kind of just said I don't really trust Urban Meyer, but I also don't – it's more because I don't trust Urban Meyer – in terms of uh, the play calling, it's a little nuts, but it, how hard is it to turn around and hand the ball off to a running back, mm-hmm. especially a guy who produced like he did last year? I mean, I would argue James Ron probably has the most predictable workload of anyone on the Jaguars because we're still trying to sort out the receivers. Um, so, yeah, and I, I love James Robinson. I like Mostert. He was in like my, my large player pool before I started to chop it down a little bit. For me, I actually chose Najee. Um, and yeah, we talked I was about just literally because you were talking. I said, I like Najee Harris. I don't know. He yeah, popped out to me also for $400 more. Um, yeah, I'm willing to pay for that volume. Um, and yeah, I because you know, you, you hear all these uh rumors about Shanahan being really cryptic about how he's going to use uh Trey Lance. Is Trey Lance going to then all of a sudden become like a goal line back and maybe take some touchdown equity away from Mostert? Y- again, you just don't know yet. That's something I'd rather see play out. I know Mostert is good. But, you know, with, with how cryptic he's being about the usage of Trey Lance, I could definitely see that being like a Taysom Hill type of usage. And if I don't have touchdown equity in my running backs, I'm not 100% comfortable playing those. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to get that touchdown equity. And with Najee Harris, yeah, it's not an easy matchup against the Bills. It's a good defense, but you just know he's going to get fed, uh, you know, 
until he can no longer run the ball. So again, I, I want to get that touchdown equity. I want to get that. I want to lock in those touches. And my flex is actually a running back too. So I don't know if you want to touch on flex separately. Um, we can do that later. But yeah, I, I I tend to try and play three right running backs, uh, and I try and flex as much as I can a running back on FanDuel because of the half point PPR. Um, you know, there's a little more volatility in the wide receivers uh, because of the half point PPR. So it's got to be a pretty sick matchup at a pretty sick price for me to not flex a running back on uh, on FanDuel. Okay. Well, let's yeah, let's move on to the run, uh, the receivers then. So, guys, look at the receivers. I already have my lineup filled out. I have Calvin Ridley at 8,100 against uh, Philadelphia. Corey Davis, 5,800 at Carolina. And T. Higgins, 6,000 uh, versus Minnesota. I went – I wanted that big stud, the guy who's going to be the number one. And I really, truly believe that Calvin Ridley is going to be that true number one to bring down the huge numbers for Matt Ryan. He's, like, their only target besides Pitts. Russell Gage is just a guy there. So I wanted that big touchdown upside. If they're going to have a passing touchdown, it's most likely going to Ridley. Corey Davis with the 5,800. We've seen in preseason Zach Wilson just start target, 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 target. He's going to be that safe four play where he gets five to eight t- t- uh, catches and you know 85 yards. And T. Higgins, he's the number one there. Until I see otherwise, he's the number one. 6,000 for a number one receiver in that high-powered offense. Give me that all day. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. So, similar but different, but I, I agree with everything you're saying. We might same approach, slightly different players, but yeah, Dave, hit me, hit me with your guys. I I saw two guys I really think stand out. Maybe it's just me. Uh, Robbie Anderson for 6,200 against the Jets, and then Jerry Judy for 5,500. Both of those guys seem for to, super low to me. I haven't picked the third guy out yet, but I feel like they're really good values, and I could add a stud to my lineup with those two guys in there. Yeah, so I actually have one of each of your guys on my lineup. Um, so in my current build, I actually have Steph Diggs. Um, again, I want to try and yeah, I want to run that Josh Allen stack. Like I agree with your thought process on Ridley. I just kind of view Diggs and Ridley very similarly. So inherently, if I'm viewing Josh uh, Allen as someone I want to play, a, a very large benefactor of that is going to be Steph Diggs. And you look and people are like, oh man, you know Joe Hayden, what's going on there? he scored 24 points against the Steelers in December of last year. Like I, I I'm not worried about this, the Pittsburgh defense and that was FanDuel points and a half point PPR. So I'm 0% of me is concerned about Pittsburgh uh, slowing Steph Diggs down. So yeah, I similar thought process to you, Josh. I just decided to go with a stack on uh, Josh Allen. I also had T Higgins, similar kind of thing. I think, you know, the Jamar chase uh, news probably suppressed his value more than it should have. And, you know, $6,000, I mean, he could literally pay off. Um, he, he could pay off his salary in one catch, right? I mean, like an eighty-yard touchdown. It's not out of the realm of possibility for a guy like that. And boom, anything else he does after that is just gravy for us because he's already hit his two x just on one play. And then lastly, Dave, I'm with you, uh, Judy. You know, I joke he might catch ten passes for forty yards uh, because Teddy Bridgewater might not be able to throw the ball further than four yards on the field, and he will get open all the time. If there's any yak in that ability whatsoever, uh, and I have faith that there is. At fifty five hundred, I mean that's just so cheap because he, I he would not be my player pool if Drew Locke was the quarterback with Teddy B fifty five hundred dollars. That just seems kind of like a steal. Um, yeah, so yeah, my wide receivers: Steph Diggs, T Higgins, Jerry Judy. I'm looking now. Chenault looks pretty low. That fifty six hundred that looks pretty tasty. I like that. So it was another guy we talked about in the uh, pre show. I like that because he's probably going to take that ETN role that maybe he and ETN were going to split and just be that dink and dunk guy. Mm-hmm. 
but again, that's more my trepidation with, I don't know how to play that Jaguars um, receiving game at the moment. Right. Uh, So I do believe in him as a player and he was actually in my player pool before I really sat down. I'm like, do I really want to take that much risk in week one? Um, I feel like I have some other folks who are similarly priced. I mean, Judy's a hundred dollars cheaper. Give me, give me Judy all day long versus uh, Lavishka at 5,600. Absolutely. Right on, right on. All right, let's move on to tight end unless you guys have any other receivers you want to bring up. All right, so tight end, I went big. I went the number one guy. I went Travis Kelsey at 8,500 uh, versus Cleveland. 8,500, I think he could triple that. You know, I think he can give you 3X on his uh, – he's just number one target there. And I don't I don't want to play a mistake on tight end week one. I want the for sure guy. I'll shut up if anyone else has anything. Uh, I – I all the Titans suck. I hate them all. So I'm looking at Pitts or Kelsey. Those are the two guys that I'm looking at mostly. Yeah, I got Kelsey. I thought that was a pretty. I mean, again, this was a pretty easy build in terms of like there is some good value week one. I mean, and part of me is like ecstatic about that. Part of me is also a little scared about that because again, with all the value plays out there, there's a million different ways to arrive at the same kind of solution. Um, Again, I you know it's funny you guys say your casual DFS players or low stage all that. I don't think any of your picks have been crazy. I mean, honestly, every single player you guys have mentioned is in my player pool. Um, you know, whether that be my initial player pool, which is much larger, before I cut it down a little bit, they're all in my player pool. So that just kind of shows you there's a lot of different ways to you know potential success. Which when that happens, I tend to play less volume because all it could take is a one v one, a two v two, and that's the difference between a big double up and a big zero in your in your lineup. So. Um, there are, there are a lot of values because again, these, these sites released this pricing a while ago and there's, we've seen Mm -hmm. so much news coming out since then that there's just bound to be a ton of values. What you're going to see in week two is a massive overreaction to week one. So you're going to see a lot of like Judy's probably going to just jump up in price astronomically and he's going to be almost unplayable where he was like, everyone loved him this week. Um, same thing with like James Robinson, you know, he has an even average week against Houston. Boom. He's out. And like, all of a sudden, these guys who were good values week one are all of a sudden like not, nowhere near the player pool on week two just because there's so much value at this point. Yeah, I was looking at – they have Dallas Goddard, the fourth most expensive tight end, at 5,900, and Zach Ertz all the way down at 5,000. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> I like that there, but I know it, it's, a, it's a gamble. But if I was going cheap, I like Zach Ertz for 5,000 against the Falcons. Yeah, no, a good player. I, for me, I just didn't, you know, I didn't need the salary. Like I said, there, there was like value at other places, enough right. value at other places that I didn't. But yeah, I mean, if, if this was a week where you didn't have the Najee Harris's, the James Robinson's priced pretty low and you're going to be forced to play some stud running backs, yeah, that's where I'm going to look for some value uh, elsewhere. Um, you know, that's where you're going to all of a sudden see a Zach Ertz pop into the player pool. You're going to see a Jalen Hurts pop into the player pool because I want to just get that savings. Yep. Kyle Pitts, $2,500 less, right? Like that frees up a lot of salary. Um, but yeah, there's just so much value outside that I'm going to try and get as, as high as I can uh, where I can. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the flex position. You said you like to go running back. Well, I went the opposite. And I have a player that's in your on your roster. I have Stephon Diggs as my flex. I just went big upside. He's going to be the most targeted person probably in week one. Like you said with Josh Allen, you have the stack. Uh, just why do you prefer my question to you is why do you prefer running back over receiver? Just more touches. Uh, you know, it, I, for me, it's just more about the predicting of the touches. Um, and again, because that half point, uh, 
half point PPR, you're going to be very much more touchdown reliant. So again, yeah, am I against like a, a Stefan Diggs in a uh, flex? No, because I think he's got that upside. Um, but I mean, my flex this week is Alvin Kamara. So that's uh, what I just put in my lineup. <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, in terms of the receiving ability, he's basically like a wide receiver one. In terms of his rushing ability, he's not you know not going to be a full RB one in terms of rushing. But you know anything he gives you there is gravy. And we all know his his splits when uh, when Michael Thomas is out again at eighty six hundred. I'm not sure we're going to see him this cheap for a while. Um, again, I'm not sure why he was this cheap. Uh, to be honest, especially you know Dalvin Cook at ninety four hundred. Christian McCaffrey at, you know, uh, 10, 400, like he's a pretty good discount off of those two for what you'd expect a similar type of upside and in, in touch uh, volume. So yeah, I'm not anti, I just, if I could fit in someone like uh, Alvin Kamara into my flex, I will do that a hundred times out of a hundred and it's just more uh, touch prediction and touchdown uh, equity. Could you? Would you prefer? So I'm just playing around with my roster right now. Would you prefer Jonathan Taylor over Stephon Diggs? Um, Jonathan Taylor didn't really make my player pool this week. Uh, that's sure. another guy. I, I want to see it. I want to see it in action first. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about them loving Jonathan Taylor. Then the you know the next week they're like, oh, we love Naeem Hines and we want to get him more work outside just the passing game that he got last year. So for me, that's one I'd rather see how that backfield shakes out a little bit before I feel comfortable. Because again, seventy nine hundred also probably more towards the low end of uh, what we expect to see on his price, especially if he starts ripping like he did at the end of last year. Um, but yeah, now I, I I like Diggs this week. Uh, you know, for me, if I'm you, because there's not a you know, it's it's seven hundred dollars. We could probably save you some money elsewhere. Um, and get and maybe go from Ridley uh, to Kamara. So I, I don't I don't know what Ridley's price is. I have to look. But, Ridley's uh, eighty two, I think. Yeah, so 81. we can figure out. Yeah, we can figure out where to find you five hundred bucks and get you up from like a, you know a Ridley. But again, you, you also don't necessarily need the Diggs stack. I want the stack because I have Josh Allen. Right. So you're not playing Josh Allen. You don't you know Diggs isn't as essential to your lineup as like I look at him for mine. Makes sense. Makes sense. And the defense, the one that Dave fills out first. I went Minnesota against Cincinnati. Just their offensive line is n- never good. Uh, the Vikings got everyone back healthy. They're going to wreak havoc on that team. I I mean, that I have T. Higgins starting, though. But is that going to affect, like, should I never do that? Because we talked about that earlier or last week where you don't want to play that player against that defense because it kind of balances itself out. Yeah, I would say that's more for a quarterback, quarterback than I would against a defense. Because um, again, T. Higgins to the you know the point you made earlier, one catch for eighty yards and a touchdown, he smashes his value on Fanduel, and they just allow six points and they get ten sacks. You know, it, it kind of nullifies it. Um, but Joe Burrow, like, yeah, we need Joe Burrow to uh, <laughs> you know to, to put up some points from a touchdown wise if we if we want him to pay off his value. Yep. So I would never stack a quarterback with a defense. I mean, I have the opposite side of that. I actually have the Bengals um, defense. Again, I told you I'm going really cheap. For $3,000, need to score six points. I mean, you know, Viking Dave over here. I, I don't think the Vikings offensive line is that great. That, they, you know, they, they did go out and sign some pass rushers this offseason. Um, yeah, I'm playing more of the sack equity uh, your potential there than I am, you know, just straight no points scored. Because – it's tough. I mean, you're going to lose points real quick as soon as like a touchdown scored. 
so you're almost playing for turnover and sack equity. So, you know, at three thousand dollars, the the stone minimum there, I'm uh, you know, I'm I'm fine with that upside, especially if it allows me Kelsey, Diggs, uh, Kamara, and Josh Allen. I like it. Right on. So I could easily get rid of this Ridley and put Diggs there, and then get lower my defense down to the Bengals. Then it frees me up at least what eight hundred dollars. I want to say I, I forgot what it was. Yeah, you'll. Because you have the delta between Josh Allen and, um, uh, you know, jo- uh, Hertz. Hertz that you have. Can't remember who your second running back was. We were Najee, and uh, you were Moster. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's that's $400 you're saving right there as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, y- y- there's a lot of tinkering I think you could do to free up some uh, some value. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so we built that lineup. I mean, how do you think we did my first time? And, I, I'm I'm actually impressed. You got you guys. I don't know if you, you purposely talked yourselves down and talked about how <laughs> terrible you are. And you know, Dave over there telling me all this. He's flush with cash in his Fanduel account. So you know, I was like, <laughs> oh man, how, how do we get all this? Um, you know, I, listen. I, everyone you guys mentioned was at least in my initial player pool, and that's you know. And for me, like I mentioned last week, I, I'm heavy relying on um, fantasy labs, and I built my own model inside of that. And so what I do is I look at my player pool as who grades out the highest inside of my model. I'll then leverage that against, you know, some, um, some projections I'll see for, you know, across the, uh, across the industry and just kind of figure out like, Hey, is, is my model spitting out the right people that, you know, others are looking at as well, or are there folks that I'm much higher on than maybe the consensus is? And is that a good thing for me? Is that a bad thing for me? Am I just completely not seeing this slate? Right. I will say that my model spit out, uh, pretty heavily aligned with some of the other projections that I trust. So actually makes me feel even better about this week's lineup. Again, there's just so much like volatility uh, because it's week one, but uh, I actually feel pretty good. Now, again, we've talked about the things are subject to change. Austin Eckler's out. Maybe Justin Jackson becomes a must play. And then that frees up even more salary somewhere else. Um, you know, maybe I don't need Najee Harris. Maybe I get on Justin Jackson's. I get a similar type of like, you know, uh, touch projection for a lot cheaper now boom i'm uh you know i'm I'm rocking somewhere else too um so again uh this is our wednesday night lineup uh you know as we've discussed you know the juice doesn't really start flying until friday night saturday uh that's when it starts to get exciting and uh you know we start to get more news yes i agree Uh, i was gonna ask you about that we're gonna revise these this uh roster by friday it'll be a totally different lineup a it very well, yeah, very well could be. I mean, I like it right now. I look at it I'm like I'm feeling pretty good, but I also might as the as the week goes on, I might say, Man, do I really feel good about the Bengals? Am I okay with that uh, that cheap of a defense? Uh, Josh Wingate asked, not worried about Pittsburgh's O line with Najee. I would say, worried. yeah, the usage, the, the yeah, touches. that'll trump all that that'll trump everything. I mean, it wasn't like the Steelers' uh, offensive line was that much better last year. Uh, you know, they had so many – they just let guys go. Um, and, and so James Conner, who I think is infinitely less skilled than Najee Harris, uh, still had a very good start to the year last year. So, yep. you know, I, I just think we're going to ride with the talent and we're going to ride with the uh, the usage. I agree. The offensive line woes uh, – if you – like Christian McCaffrey's offensive line has sucked. Zeke's, like you just look it up. It, it really doesn't have as much of an impact as you Alvin think. Cook's has been terrible for yeah. the last five years. Yeah. Like I, when I see people say that, I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like you're just looking for a reason. And I, I, a guy, which is fine because I'm always looking for reasons. But like, if you're really good running back, you're gonna like you'll be all right. Like, yeah, it might be a little bit more difficult, but 
you're gonna you'll be all right. But Dave, Zach Martin's not playing this week. I can't I can't start Zeke. <laughs> yeah, that changes everything apparently. Right? Apparently, <laughs> apparently here in Tampa, it's all like, oh yeah, we're gonna squash him. Ridiculous. Yeah. And again, like uh, the last thing I'll put on that is like the price too. It's sixty five hundred dollars. You know, again, if he was an eight thousand dollar running back, maybe I'd start to think more about like. Okay, do yeah. I, maybe that offensive line it, it creep puts a little doubt in my head. I don't think it's as big of a game changer to, to agree with every point you guys just made. But yeah, at eight thousand dollars, am I willing to like you know take that risk? No, Sixty five hundred. Yeah, that's that's really. I mean, I, don't, I think he's like the twenty. I have to look. I'm just trying to count. Yeah, he's pretty he's like low. Twentieth priced back. running back this week. I mean, it's 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 pretty ridiculous for the volume. We all know he's probably gonna. You know, we we expect him to walk right into. He's gonna get twenty five touches off the bat. Easy, easily. Yep, probably. You guys, have anything else for Finn before we let him go? I think we're good. Good to go. Good to I go. got my lineup ready, locked in. Any last minute yeah, tips for the in. listeners? <laughs> you guys are locking in. We're idiots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lock it in. I'll, I won't touch it again for the rest of the. Uh, the rest. Lock. Not, uh, so don't listen to that last part. Do not lock your lineup right now. Um, no, in all honesty, like you know, if you. It, you guys, I thought your thought process was, was really strong. I mean, for, for, for guys who were just kind of looking at it and being like, this is what I know about season-long fantasy, uh, you know, you guys actually arrived at a lot of the same conclusions. So, um, yeah, keep, keep it going. Like we said, it, it's not it's not totally different from season-long. If you love a guy in season-long that week or a handcuff that pops up, odds are they're probably going to feel pretty good in your DFS lineup. Um, but, no, if, one last word of advice, just – Keep watching the news. Keep watching the news. Keep watching the news. There's going to be crazy things to pop up, um, even on week one, because uh, we're so far away from the games actually starting. I know it sounds crazy because we're only a couple days and not a couple months, but there's a lot that can change in these next you know couple days. And um, I have some advice. If you're really, really bored tomorrow night, Thursday night, tonight, don't play the single game DFS. Don't do it. It's, it's a trick. I've done yeah, it so many yeah. times. It's I so like true. It even yeah. if you smash, you're going to be chopping up the pot with you and like a thousand of your closest friends. And it's like, oh, this yeah, is awesome. I won the million maker. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I won the million maker and I got $2,000. <laughs> Josh, I'd, I'd prefer to do the ones that you do with like the over under on each player where you build it yourself. The monkey you know knife about? fight? Monkey yeah. Knife fight. The more I like, if, I get that bored, was if I get bored on a single game, I turn to that monkey knife fight stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, can I add one, one last thing? Sorry. Because you actually, when you said over under, that, that jogged. Uh, Keep an eye on player props too. I know we touched on this a little bit last week, but keep an eye on player props. If you see a massive movement in someone's player prop, like up or down, or the line really moves on it, Vegas is smarter than us. Um, so there's actually a lot of correlation between player props and DFS. So uh, that's you know great point, Davey. Like I, you know when you said over under, I actually jogged my memory there. But keep an eye on that. Like if all of a sudden you see a massive line in a player prop on you know Saturday Sunday, there's a reason for it. If it's down. What it, what is that? If it's up, what is that? Mm-hmm. So again, keep that as part of your uh, you know your process. Um, good catch, good catch, Davey. Good catch. All right, that was <laughs> Finn, our DFS expert. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Finn. All right, man, we're Can't gonna wrap it up. Week. All right, so that was Finn. He's awesome. He blew my mind with all these stats and all this knowledge. Uh, Dave, did you learn something? Uh yeah, I mean I'm sure I did. Dave, I don't remember anything right I now. I told but. you literally create a freaking lineup. Create a freaking lineup. How many times did I tell you today? I did. 
Yeah, you I did. did. I said I was going to do it live on the show. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, I'm excited about my lineup. I like this. This looks good. Wait, one more time. Before, David, I didn't hear your lineup, Davey. What is it? You didn't say oh, anything. Well, I'm, I was building it. Yeah, as, he was pretty quiet. <laughs> yeah, I was building it as everyone was talking and throwing out the ideas. I just, I was like, yeah, that sounds good. I like this guy, that guy. Uh, I went Jalen Hurts, Raheem Mostert, James Robinson, Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins, Stephon Diggs, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Jerry Judy, and Denver, everyone we said. That's literally my entire Brockle. lineup except for like two. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> that's my entire lineup except for two players. That's pretty much what I mean. I'm mine's similar. I, I got Robbie yeah. Anderson in there though. I think uh, I don't know, Najee. I got Najee in there. Looks like I turned out to be a genius with this DFS stuff, at least for week one. Kind of, yeah. if it hits. Bron- Broncos were cheap, man. I like 40,100 Broncos, man. I like Sutton. Sutton was low, too, I thought. Yeah. Well, you honest. mean Broncos defense? That's too high for a defense. Well, whatever. We got to wrap this bad boy up. It's getting late. Uh, find us on Instagram and Facebook, OUS Fantasy Pod. Follow us on Twitter, Josh Kimmel OUS. Viking David, he's getting blocked by everyone, and it's Davey. He comes on once a week, and he blows it up. It's freaking awesome. Here we go. Uh, patreon.com patreon.com slash OUS fantasy pod we're part of the say it again network that was our start sets for week one that was our DFS roster build catch us out there we're going to be out there next week and we'll be breaking down week one woo the season's here like literally like literally winter is here like I'm wearing jackets it's getting cooler it's the, shut up. No, we're not. Shut the fuck up, you fucking <laughs> I, I, I fucking hate your guts. God damn it. Just in the show. Now I'm pissed off. I don't care anymore. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, okay. See you guys next week. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Or. House cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.